two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. And there's been a running trend this week. We've had a few Maltese uh, heritage players, and this episode is no different. We've got Malta Dames player, and obviously, therefore, Maltese heritage. Nicole Guzman, I probably butchered the last name. I apologize. Thank you for joining me. And yeah, how's your day been? Um, yeah, my day's been pretty good. Um, super hot, hot up in Brizzy at the moment, but um, yeah, happy that it's Friday. I think we all are. Also, Friday snuck up on me this week as well because, like, it just seemed to me that for a solid three days it was Tuesday, but now it's Friday. Yeah, I think because of the long because of the long weekend um, last week, I was just yeah like a day behind the whole week. No, that, that totally makes sense. And yeah, very, very much so the same. But obviously, let's get started and talking, first of all, about your Maltese heritage. First of all, what does it mean to you to be Maltese and yeah, everything to do with that? Honestly, it means so much to me. Um, I think I spoke to you about it um, just over message. But yeah, my um, grandfather was born in Malta and growing up, like, he would always talk about it and always made it like very known that he was from elsewhere, like not born in Australia. Um, he would show us pictures. He would get us to like look it up on our phones as we were getting older and just talk to us about it. And we're always super proud of, um, I guess, being a wog, <laughs> yep. um, the, the heritage being European. Um, and I think having that growing up, you always have that little bit of sense of belonging, like you belong to something um, bigger or smaller in um, Malta's case, but yeah, well, Malta is yeah. definitely a small country for sure. Yeah. Now that's that's incredible to hear. And uh, before we get started talking about your journey, obviously Maltese and Malta Dames, what was it like when you got the call for the first time from Malta Rugby League saying, "Hey, you know, we want you to play and represent Malta for the Malta Dames." Yeah. Um, it was super special. I had. I literally found something on Facebook um, saying like they were looking for Maltese heritage players, but it was from like 2019 or something. Yeah. And I just reached out last year, the start of last year. I was like, oh, hey, like, um, can I play sort of thing? I've just started playing rugby league. And um, I was telling my dad and everything like that. And he was like, that's so cool. Like we never would have thought like, that I never would have thought I would even play rugby league, let alone play for, you know, represent my dad's heritage. And um, so I reached out and they got back to me. I sent my documents in and they're like, we've got a game coming up in um, June, June 26th, I think it was last year. And I was like, cool, awesome. So pumped for it. Um, and then, um, yeah, my dad got um, tragically sick um, oh, at the start of May and then passed away oh. um, at the end of May. And um, I'm so sorry for that. So I didn't, I didn't play any footy for like eight weeks. I was in the hospital beside my dad for three weeks while he was in a coma. And um, and then I had this game four weeks later after my dad passed away. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. Like I've, I got to pull out. Like I, I literally, I don't have it in me. And I thought, you know what? He would have wanted me to do it. Do it for dad, sort of thing. He would have been so pumped. And so. I did it. I got there and I didn't know anyone. I'd never met Leash before our coach, didn't know a single person um, that I was going to be playing with. And about a minute before we ran out, Leash was like, oh, um, 
Also just letting you know, we're gonna be wearing black armbands for Nicole's dad. We're gonna do a minute silence at Belmore Sports Ground and she's the captain as well. And I was just oh. like, oh my God, like I cannot believe this. And yeah, it was just wow. probably like one of the most special moments in my life, yeah. I've got even double the goosebumps than what I had just before. <laughs> and that also proves what such a community that not only Malta, but the Maltese rugby league community is and continues to grow so far. And obviously you've jumped on the, on the opportunity to help out, as you call them, the baby Danes, which is the under 16s Maltese Danes or Malta Danes. Unfortunately, yeah. they're not playing this weekend coming up, but how is it for you seeing the, you know, the next generation of Malta Danes coming through the ranks sort of thing? Yeah, it's super cool, like, to be able to play and represent your country at such a young age. Um, and, yeah, I love getting around the baby dames. Um, I actually had um, someone's mum message me, like, saying that they looked up to me and, like, wanted to be just like me, which I just think is so freaking crazy. Um, and there's also there's a little girl at my Gatton Club um, mm -hmm who said the same thing to me and she came up to me, she's like seven and she's Maltese and she like wanted to get a photo with me and I ended up giving her one of my Dame shirts and like, oh, it was like wow. to her knees. But um, yeah, I love, you know, giving back and I used to be an athletics coach to young kids before I joined the RAF. So yeah, anything to do with like, you know, supporting the younger generation or just giving back, like I'm always happy to do so. That's, that's incredible. You are genuinely inspiring the next generation of Malta Danes and that's that's incredible now obviously you just mentioned Gatton so let's get started on your sporting I won't say rugby league in particular because there's many sports in your um, background as you just mentioned athletics obviously growing up as a kid we've mentioned in the chats more notes so I could get some info you did athletics uh, not just the national but also international level so my first question regarding that is what part of track and field did you compete in so I competed in a lot of different um, events. I started out when I was um, like six, I think. And I think when I was 10, I made it to state for high jump. And um, oh, wow. we like didn't have any, co like a coach or anything like that. So um, my dad would let me take a mattress out into the backyard. And I would like, I had like a tree and a fence and I would like wedge a broomstick between the tree and the fence and like practice high jumping. Wow. And um and then, yeah, I made it to States and dad was like, oh, we'll get you a coach. And I went to States for um, under 11s, I think, and I won, like, randomly. Wow. And second place was Alana Kennedy from no way. Matilda's, like, yes. sculptor. her. Wow. And we, yeah, we still talk because, like, yeah, we have, like, photos together and everything. But yep. it's just funny looking back. But, um, yeah, so started that and then um, kept going in with my career and I did – High jump mainly. I was like eight time state champion for that. Represented just Australia. Casual, just casual, just eight time champion. That's awesome. Represented Australia for high jump. Um, and um, I did four hundred meter hurdles as well and heptathlon. So I kind of like was always just a bit of an all rounder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but athletics was like my main sport. Like we traveled all over Australia. My older brother, um, who also represents Malta, um, is like an amazing athlete. So we were kind of just doing all that together. And that's awesome like i yeah it, there's nothing better not only doing it for yourself but also having a sibling do the same thing me and my sister were very similar with swimming obviously not to the international level but she was a lot better than i was but we had that thing to, that we did together um, yeah so i absolutely I, I love that that's that's incredible and 
it's so interesting. I just want to tangent into real quick about the Matildas player that you like, just how your paths crossed at that point in your lives. They went so separate, but you still stay in contact. It brings up a topic of, um, I guess I had a while back. He's now in the A-League, but he played AFL in the Northern Territory with players who are now like Brownlow medal winners in the AFL sort of thing. Um, do you think that if you'd have, do you think that maybe your sporting journey could have been different if you'd have continued on athletics sort of thing or like it's all meant to be sort of thing? Um, I did athletics and I, I really tried to like get further with it. Um, I moved up to the Gold Coast when I finished school, started uni, was training with Sharon Hannon, who um, coached Sally Pearson and one of my good friends, Liz Clay. And um, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I peaked too early or I just, okay. athletics is such a hard sport. Like if you're not number one, like you're nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very, very, very tough to crack um, anything after juniors. Um so I ended up going to try and play a bit of AFL. And, and how'd you go? So my friend at uni was like, come to this drafting thing, like the AFLW starting up. They want people from other sports, like you're a high jumper that you can play rock. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, don't know what that is, but I'll come along. Yep. Went to the drafting day, spoke to the Brisbane Lions coach. And he was like, yeah, like you've got a lot of talent. Come and sign up for a um like a senior club and if you have a good season like there's potential to draft you to the Brisbane Lions for the first season of AFLW um so in training um I was yeah training and practicing rock drills and um contact injury ACL PCL MCL meniscus fractured tibia um game over for that all, all, so, all of the all of the CL basically yeah my whole knee like I went into was it all in the one knee yeah, I went into emergency and they were like, this is, this looks like you've been hit by a car. Like, this is yeah. a mess. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, just a bit of footy. Yeah, um, just a typical day on the footy field. Yeah, so I ended up having an ACL reconstruction, um, 15 months of rehab, which was freaking tough because I was rehabbing sense. back to a sport that I'd never even played. Yeah, I didn't even know if I could play it. Yeah. So... It was really tough and I didn't really know any of the girls there. So I was just like doing this alone rehab um, and it freaking sucked. But came back, played a season of AFL and I was like, I don't really like this. It's not for me. So I went back to athletics. Um, okay, wow. And how did you and, handle, handle that with the CL reconstruction? Yeah, like I was doing 400 meter hurdles, like pick the most difficult event to go yeah, back to. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I was training with Liz there and Liz Clay, um, who was a Tokyo Olympian. Oh, um, wow, she's awesome. Us. Shout out to Liz. Um, Absolutely. But she, um, yeah, like I was just kind of doing it for fitness. Like I just felt like it was my whole life and I couldn't get away from it. Like it was my identity in a way. Like if okay. I was to give that away, like I didn't really know who I was because I'd just done it for so long. Um, and I know a lot of athletes and elite athletes suffer with that sort of yeah. thing. Like they struggle the with that sport sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that and I was just like, oh, like, I don't want to do this anymore, but like, I, I need something to do. And what um, was that thing that you found? So I met Talisha Harden. Oh, absolute weapon. In Queenslander um, at one of the AFL drafts. Like, no, no way. <laughs> For three years, she messaged me saying, Burly Bears are having trials, sis, come down. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. And finally, the third year, I was like, 
hey girl, like when's the trials? And she's like, no way, you're coming down. And I was like, yeah, I'll come down. Like I've always wanted to play league. Um, yeah, like my dad was like, you know, go down, give it a crack. Like you never know what could happen. So here's me down at Burley Bears with people like Tasman Gray, Chelsea Lenarduzzi, Zahara, Shante Temera. And I'm just this little- the Broncos women's team. Yeah, like basically the Queensland team. Yeah. Um, and there's me just like, cool, what's an XY? Like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but honestly, those girls took me under their wing. Like, Tasman Gray was like drawing diagrams to me on like set plays. And, oh. and like, Chelsea, like I'm really good friends with her now. She actually donated um, a Queensland fully signed jersey yep. for us to auction off for the dames to be able to go oh, overseas. That's wonderful. Chelsea's so, such a lovely person. I've had the honour and privilege of interviewing a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, she's just a freaking beast. I love her. But yeah, like I still talk to the Burley girls and stuff like that. Did the whole preseason with them. Um, and then COVID hit. So oh. we didn't play. Yep. I'm like, oh my God, like this sucks. And then by the time the comp had started back up, I had my enlistment date for yep. the RAF because my business shut down because of COVID. And I was like, I need something to do. Fuck it. I'll go join the Air Force. Um <laughs> Why the so, Was that your first preference or was it just a, like always wanted to be in the military and happy to be in any... Never wanted to be in the military, didn't even know I was joining, thought I was going in as a contractor because I already had a degree. So I went in as a direct entry PTI, yep. um, didn't know I was actually enlisting, oh. kind of thought I was just going to rock up, swindled into train it. people and go home. Next minute I was at Wagga with a weapon um, yeah. and yeah, so that was kind of whirlwind. Um, but yeah, so that happened and I got posted to Amberley. Um, and yeah, then do you want me to keep going with the story? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I'm just I'm just listening all ears. Yeah, please. Yeah, okay. So I posted to Amberley and um it was like August 2021, and Shelly and Talisha messaged me and they're like, oh, but um East Tigers are having trials. Like, do you want to come back to footy? And I was like, oh yeah, cool, I'll give it a go. Um, I was pretty fit, like I felt fit at the time. I just come out of basic training. Um, so um, I messaged the coach Adrian Vows. I actually then had to go away for work on the trial, and he was like, "Oh, you can just come down and have a run." And I was like, "Cool." Went down there. Um, didn't know anyone. Did the whole preseason there. Really enjoyed it. Um, and got to debut for um, East Tigers in the BMD Premiership, which is wow. just like crazy um that's incredible and i'm super grateful for adrian vows um lovely just you know giving me a shot like i said to him i haven't really played this sport but i'm i'm keen to learn and he kind of um seen that in me that i was a quick learner i could pick things up um yes i made my debut against um south logan and played like absolutely shocking can you imagine if it was against burley (laughs) so bad I played so bad in round one that he actually dropped me for round two. No. Um, so he phoned me like that week of training. was like, look, you got to work on some stuff. Like, you know, it's not good enough. And I respected that. Um, Did he tell you what you needed to work on? Yeah. He just Even told me some, some speed and um, just like a couple of things like that. And um, yeah, so I was like, cool. Appreciate that. Um, and he, I think I was 18th man for the tweed game. Um, yep. So round two. Anyway, someone pulled out on the day. So I was like, he's like, you're in. And I was like, cool. Ended up winning that game against Tweed and scoring a try. Um, down in Tweed or up in East? No, nah, we played it um, at Wynnum Manly because there was floods down at Tweed. 
Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I, so I, I was living in Tweed at the time of those floods. Oh, yeah, right. They were awful. <laughs> yeah, so I got got a try. I got um, my debut try and, um, yeah, won the game there. So that was awesome. And I think I played the next – I think I played five games and then um, I was playing in the second row at the time. And then my dad um, – I played against Burley. Yep. It's good to play against them. Got some – got whacked by – Yep. Got whacked by Chelsea. Um, and it was cool because I got to see like some of the girls after the game and they're like, it's so cool that you're you know, playing for East and stuff like that. Um, and then I think it was that night after that Burley game, my mum phoned me um, and said that my dad had um, suffered from a stroke and I had to get down to coughs. And yeah. he'd been airlifted to John Hunter and then I missed like the rest of the um, the BMD season, unfortunately. Um, and then, yeah came back to Brizzy and a couple of girls from East were like, do you want to keep playing some footy? Come out to Gatton. And I was like, where the hell is Gatton? Never heard of it. It's a bit far away from Ipswich. That's for sure. It's a bit far yeah. And I was like, why not give it a crack? So I went out to Gatton um, and yeah, shout out to the Gatton Hawks. I don't think I will find a better club than them. Um, well, everyone the is so far like back to back, aren't you? Yeah, well, the girls actually went back to back to back. So well, three in a row. Before Penrith. Three, Pete. Yeah, yeah. Penrith who. Um, exactly. So, yeah, and I, I got to be a part of that premiership winning team for two years in a row. Um, so that was pretty pretty unreal. Um, yeah, had the best time at Gatton and got to play front row there. So that was pretty cool. Nice. That's, a, that's different compared to the second row. And how did you find the position differences and maybe the challenges or the differences between those positions? Well, yeah, it was actually our Dames coach, Leash, that put me in the front row for that first game against Lebanon. Mm-hmm. And I played a full 60 minutes in the front row. Wow. And, and, um, smashed and smashed. I just loved it. I just loved the physicality of taking hit-ups. Like, I love to work on the field. So, um, yeah, just looking for things to do. Second row, I just felt like I was just running blocks all the time and, like, never getting the ball. Um, which is fine, you know, it takes everyone as to be part of the team, but I love to um, get in and do some work. So, yeah, and I played um, 60 minutes on the weekend against Italy too, so that was pretty yeah. tough. But It would have been very tough, especially with the unfortunate scoreline, but we yes. won't talk about that, obviously. <laughs> um, there are more, as they say, on to the next, and there's a few games coming up for the Malta Dames. Um, so, first of all, thank you for that story, it, like, that journey it was it genuinely was taking us on a journey and it's such a long journey but in a short period of time too yes, it's it's literally a whirlwind you could say it's I, there's so it's, yeah there's so much going on in such a brief two to three year period and it's incredible given you hadn't even picked up a rugby league ball no, until, until basically no 2020 no touch, no like nothing. Just it's, watching it. Yeah, I was going to say the only experience you had, which was watching it as a kid, and that brings up my next question because you we were talking about stuff, so I could get some info. What team did I know? What team you, you followed, obviously, but for the listeners, what team did you follow growing up? What team did you change to, and what team did you end up following, and why? For all of, all the reasons. Yeah, so I started off by default as a Roosters fan, just because my. My dad is a diehard Roosters fan. Like, he would treat, like, the players as if they were his own sons. Like, he... do or die for the Roosters. Yeah, he would watch every game and then he would watch the replay at midnight. Like, he just loved it. I'm the same with my teams, yep. 
Yeah, and so I went to like the 2002 grand final when I was seven years old. And I then went to I... the 2000 when I was five and the Broncos luckily won it against the Roosters. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't remember. I think I was at that one as well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then 2009, no, 2007, Titans came into the comp. Yes, um, they did. And I was like, I want my own team. I'd always had plans to move to the Gold Coast for uni. So I was like, cool, I'll switch to them. How did feel about that? Um, I think he was, he he was happy. Like he was happy that Titans had come into the comp and like, it was, we all had our own team. Like my mum went, mum goes for South. Um, so that was always a big clash with mum and dad, but, um. Wow. And what about your brother? Um, my younger brother went for Knights and my older brother went for Dragons. So it all had different Big, a lot of different teams. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Titans was my team. I loved um, Scott Prince and Preston Campbell. So Shout I was out to Scott yeah. Prince for the NRLW Broncos coach now. Yeah, and I think they came around to our school like when they first came in and were like handing out stuff. And I was like, they're so cool. Um, so I supported them. Um, and then now, I'm a Roosters fan again um, because yeah, my dad passed away, and I just felt like to it's kind of like I watched the games and I feel like connection with him. Yeah. And um, me and my brother and my mom, we got a Roosters tattoo in honor of my dad. Um, That's awesome. Even though my mom goes for South, she literally has a Roosters tattoo Is on it her. Is the old school, like the East, Eastern Suburbs logo? Like, yeah, um, it's kind of just, here, yeah, I'll show you. Not oh, the no, it's just a Roosters. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So it's that, just way it's not, it's that way it's not exactly the Roosters logo. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I love my footy teams and my sports teams, but I will never get their logo tattooed on me. <laughs> Who's your team? So in in sports, so AFL I follow Collingwood, so yeah. they, they won the grand final this year. Luckily, NRL I follow the Broncos, A League I follow the Central Coast Mariners. There's a lot of different teams for a lot of different reasons, but I would never get their logos tattooed on me. I am <laughs> I am thinking though about this year's grand final for Collingwood, getting a steaming pie, like just a stencil for hot pies, and then like 2023 underneath it for the grand final. But yeah, no, you should do it. That's still technically not a um like a Collingwood logo, but I'll know what it means. And when people, you know, or maybe a flag and then an actual pie for flag pies. I don't know. Yeah, do it. As someone that has, I think, 28 tattoos, I am yeah. definitely... Oh, I've, I've got heaps of tattoos as well. That. So I'm very, very much so thinking about it, but I would never get a team logo. But random side tangent, my sporting teams this year, four out of five ain't bad. I got Queensland in the origin, Mariners in the grand final, won it. Collingwood in the grand final won it. Ashes retained, and just the Broncos fell short. So not. Too That's much. hectic. What a year, twenty twenty three. Right, and Broncos spoon in twenty twenty. Uh, the Mariners got three spoons in four years. So in the last six years, and Collingwood finished second last two years ago. So they've really been down. I've been down in the lowest of lows, <laughs> and then they've all sort of risen at the same time. It's incredible. But this podcast is not about me. It's about you, and it's interviewing you. Let's get back on track, obviously. But first of all, go Collingwood to anyone who doubted us. <laughs> um, obviously, back-to-back titles with Gatton, we just touched on very briefly. Um, and you just mentioned you got a call saying, hey, do you want to come and play for Gatton? You're like, where the bug is Gatton? Went there mm. and you you loved it. Is Would you say that is your home away from home sort of thing for football? Yeah, I mean, I went out to Gatton two weeks after my dad passed away. At- oh, wow. Um, I knew three of the girls, Ash Nolan, Ellen Nussie, and Tara Reinke, who actually just played a season with the Canberra Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew them from Tigers, and they were like, yeah, come out. And, like, that club 
will always be so special to me. They made me feel like home. They, um, you know, wore black armbands for me, um, for my dad. They did a minute silence in my first game. Um, they wore black armbands for Father's Day. They just, like, for someone that didn't really grow up in that area, a lot of the people there, they're born and bred there. Like, they're yeah. so passionate they're about the club. Yeah. And, you know, for me to just kind of stroll in, um, yeah, I'm super grateful. Um, playing with some really talented girls out there, Courtney Robinson, um, Kim Dorr, like, Kim played for East um, when they first started. Courtney's just incredible, probably one of the best footy players I've ever seen. So, um, yeah, it was it was awesome to be out there. And I'm, I'm really sad to be leaving them um, and heading down to Canberra. But um, they've all said to me, you know, if you ever find yourself back in Gatton, um, you know where to go. So, yeah. Absolutely. You've, you've got a home in Gatton regardless sort, sort of thing. You know, you've, you've always got a a footy team to go to, some people to hang out with. That's that's incredible. That's and that's what I find is incredible about sports in particular, rugby league or not. It's, you know, if you know one person in rugby league or, or sporting in general, you know everyone to an extent. And it's yeah. it's such a great community. Um, my, One of my next questions is, what are your goals for, like, rugby league in particular for 2024? Uh, um, To not get injured would be... Yeah. um. A big one. So I, yeah, I missed the BMD season this year. I got re-signed um, by Vowsey in um, one of the top 10 signings for 2023. Um, Good on you. And yeah, it was super cool. He put me in the leadership group as well, which was quite a surprise. Um, I mean, it's not a surprise to me given how um, how you speak and the type of leadership that you showed in the Malta Danes game. It's it's a no-brainer, but yeah, continue. <laughs> and then so I was playing against the Army for the RAF um, in March and I tore my meniscus at the very start of the game. Didn't know that, so I played the rest of the game. Did you win the um, game though? No, we got pumped by Army. Um, Army. Bloody Army, honestly. Um, so then, yeah, I had to have surgery um, and I had my men- medial meniscus removed, so... Um, yeah, was supposed to play the BMD season. I was also supposed to play in the games of small states of Europe for yep. um sevens, which um I just listened to a podcast with Zaren. So yes. yeah, I was supposed to be going over there to play that. Um and I missed that. So for 2024, yeah, it would just be I need to find somewhere to play for starters. Um also anyone that's listening to this possibly that has a connection to a women's rugby league team in the ACT. Hit me up yes. or, or hit Nicole up on Instagram for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just want to um improve on my game. So yeah, hopefully we can have some more games games playing up uh, coming up in twenty twenty four. But um, yeah, I just I really want to get fitter, stronger. I'm doing a preseason program at the moment, so I got like a coach to send me a program. Yep. Um, I just want to be yeah the fittest and strongest um I've been, and I really want to be able to play like long minutes um yeah. i'm doing that already but long minutes in the middle um and yeah improve so on sort of thing give yourself on every chance for next like every chance not just physically but mentally and and everything like that for next year yeah 100 percent. that's absolutely ripper so i've got some quick fire fun questions to finish it off before the final question which is what's next um first question is apple or android um apple i'm on a macbook right now and i have my iphone sitting next to me i don't understand samsung's at all um and i don't care to (laughs) that's fair enough i i I flip and flop i i use an iphone because it's a lot easier it's a lot more 
user friendly. But I and I'm using a MacBook, but only because it's the only laptop I have. If I had the choice and I had the money, I would use a Windows laptop, but would use an Apple phone for sure. Um, yeah. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time would be Cool Runnings. Oh, great film! Great. Film. Yeah, my brother and I. My brother and I, um, my dad made us a go-kart and we used to like push it down the hill and yes, we would do that. We would run, we'd push it down the hill. I'd jump in first, he'd jump in second and we would just like go push it down the hill. Yeah. Feel the rhythm. That's amazing. I I actually love that so much. The most common answer that we get on the podcast is Shawshank Redemption, of course, but with a, a lot lately, and I'm sure you would have heard in Zaren's, is Remember the Titans. That's another close second in lately over the last 10 or so episodes. Um, next question is, what's your game day routine? Game day routine. So if I'm here, like in Brizzy playing, I always take my dogs for a walk the morning of, mm-hmm. um, get a coffee, and then, yeah, I would just get the music going on the way to the game. And, yeah, that's basically it. Pretty simple. Try not to get too worked up over it yeah nice um and obviously part of the game day routine is getting pumped up and so therefore what bands or artists like what three bands or artists would feature on your game day playlist okay so my music taste is like really from like zero to 100 because my dad um is like a music head and my mom so i will be listening to like cashmere by led zeppelin and then like a drake song after that like it's kind of just like that but yeah, I love, um, yeah, some Led Zeppelin, Drake. I'll just listen to Drake all the time. Um, <clears throat> and maybe some J. Cole, like yep. a bit of, bit of rap, bit of hip-hop, yeah. Very nice. Um, and obviously you heard me ask Zaren this question. Everyone asks what's your pre-game meal, so I want to know what's your go-to post-game meal. I laughed when I was listening to his podcast because you said Chalky Milk and I just said Chalky Milk. <laughs> <laughs> So yours is yours is get the protein in and that's via chalky milk, yeah? Yeah, like I well it depends on like what kind of mood I'm in. If I feel like I've played shit, I will like go have like chicken and veggies and just like be like, nah, you need to that's be better. That's what Zaren said. He he literally said it depends on what mood he's in after the game. But if I am like happy, like we've got the win, I feel like I've worked really hard in the game, I'm like, yep, yeah, chalky milk on the way home, maybe some pizza. Yeah. 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 Very nice. I love that. Um, it's also very interesting that the most recent interviews yourself and Zaren both said it depends on how I feel about my performance post game. That's yeah. Damn. That's maybe instilled in you. Like I don't deserve pizza if I played like shit. I think it is something like that. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And I love that. Um, next question is how do you like your steak? Um, so I don't really eat steak. Okay. That's one. Like, what if is I your went, favorite meal then? Uh, if I go out to like a pub or something like that, I'll get like a chicken snitty. Like I'm a snitty girl or a palmy. Um, but if I do have steak, I am like like zero blood. Like I'm very weird with meat because like I don't know. I it just kind of weirds me out. I start thinking about it too much and then I like turn myself off it. That's so, totally fine. That's absolutely um, fair enough. Yeah, I'm a palmy girl. Yeah, very nice. And I, I love a good palmy and. Um, shout out, but not even a sponsor. My local um, bistro pub, whatever you want to call it, does a great range of schnitties and parmies. They do um, one called the Queenslander, believe it or not. It's delicious. They do a... Where, where is it? Down on the Central Coast in Wyoming. It's called the oh. Green. They do a really great... Um, yeah, they, I can't even begin to describe it. They do a nachos 
um, one as well. So they, oh, it's called the Mexican, but it's literally a nacho wow. on top of it. it it's, it's so good. Um, it's, it's a bit pricey, but it's worth it because it's, it's so big and it's so good. It's just delicious. Um, but yeah, um, next question is obviously you, well, not obviously because we haven't mentioned this, but you traveled to Malta. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you said it was this year. My yeah. first question is, where has been your favorite place that you've traveled to in the world? And secondly to that, what was it like going back to Malta in particular, especially the your country of heritage? Yeah, so I've only been to two places overseas. One is Malta and one is Venice, which was oh, in the same nice. trip. Yep. Um, so yeah, as I said, um, so after the July, uh, June game last year, July, June, um, for the dames. So my brother was in Australia at the time. So he lives in the States and he was watching my game. He posted a photo of me playing league. Next minute I had the Malta Olympic committee no. director calling me being like, Hey, do you play sevens by any chance? Cause I've seen a photo of Jordan, like Jordan posted a photo of you playing league. And I, and Jordan had told her that I play sevens and I've never played sevens before, but he was just like, Oh yeah. Like I'll just tell her that you play. Yeah. So um, anyway, from there, started the process of getting my passport. Um, Jordan already had the passport, so it was an easy process for me to apply for mine. Yeah. Um, so I got my citizenship. Passport, you mean? Yeah, so got my citizenship and passport um, for Malta. And yeah, plan was to go to GSSC, which was so cool because Jordan was competing. He's like famous over there. Like they love him. Um, yeah. he, he actually won the Games of Small States for the 5K, oh, 10K and broke both the records. So he's just crazy but yeah I was super excited um family holiday um it was a year anniversary since dad's passed away that we we're going to be there yep. um we're going to be in camp. meaningful yeah we we're going to be in camp together um and then i did my meniscus so i couldn't oh. play. and this um, is the one that we just previously mentioned or a different one yeah yeah that one in the army game so glad you decided to get rid of it <laughs> i contacted them and said look i i can't play but i'm still willing to come over they were going to reimburse my flights but Obviously, they didn't because I wasn't playing. I just paid for myself. I was like, I'll still come over. I'll meet all the girls. Like, I'll go watch my brother anyway. Ended up getting to be in camp with the girls. Um, not in the GSSC camp, but, um, yeah, training with them and stuff like that. Um, I think I just started back running at the time. So, I ended up getting to run water for them. Um, so, got to be there for the day. Got to watch the boys play, the girls play, um, meet all the girls there. Some of them hopefully will be playing league with us in the future. Um but yeah, it was an amazing experience to go to Malta for the first time, see like the street where my grandpa grew up on and wow. be with my brother and my mom over there and, and just like take it all in. So yeah. That's incredible to hear. Like, and obviously you mentioned Venice. What was Venice like after that? I'm guessing you went after those events were done. Yeah. So we went, we only went to Venice for two days. It's like a $80 flight from Malta oh. to Venice. Like oh. so crazy. Two hour flight. Um and we like just yeah. To Sydney sort of thing. Yeah, literally. And we went on the gondolas, which was like, you know, everyone's dream to do that. Um it was so beautiful there and yeah, just like picture perfect, um, everything that you ever sort of thought that it was. So yeah, Venice was amazing. That's incredible. Um and yeah, I've got two final questions. What is your drink of choice? Um, I'm like a three coffee a day girl um I like get to work at like six in the morning so um <clears throat> yeah I'm like a caramel latte if I'm feeling good um if I want like rappers? 
Um, yeah, Zarafas or just like a local cafe. Um, we have like cafes on base, so Afghans for any people that are defense members. Um, yep. And then, um, yeah, uh, or a flat white. Yeah, fair enough. And my final question, which has kind of been answered anyway with the what are your goals for next year, but what's next for Nicole Guzman? Um, so I don't even really know because, yeah, obviously moving to Canberra, need to find a new team. I don't know what that um, has in store for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I've got opportunities to play footy for um, Defence Force as well. So I actually made um, Prime Minister's 13's team to go oh, to wow. PNG. But um, for the, the Defence Force. The, oh, the Defence Force one, yep. Yep, Defence Force team, um, but couldn't go due to some work things. Um. But, yes, I've got opportunities. Um, nationals will be in, I think, March next year. So that will be my big goal to play for the ADF. I haven't yet been able to play for the ADF due to injuries and dad. Um, so that, Yeah, so that's kind of like my big goal at the moment is what I'm working towards. Um, and, and how is the RAAF or RAF um, like that for sport in general sort of thing? And how do they help um, sort of you with your outer sporting stuff like with Easts and Gatton and all that sort yeah, of stuff as well. it's it's really good like I am on an elite sporting um like contract thing through work so I get to travel for Malta games for Dames games they give me yep. the leave um and stuff like that which is really cool and I'm super grateful to have a job that I can um travel and they're supportive of my sport um so, yeah, so that's probably my biggest goal. Um, also, yeah, any Dames games, I think, as Zaren said as well, it's like, you know, it's an opportunity for us to be able to showcase what we have and represent our heritage. So, like, I think the couple of games I've played for the Dames, it's like the best games I've played. Um, yeah, like, like something next level comes out of you sort of thing. Yeah, like I never even thought I would play rugby league. Like growing up in Coffs Harbour, like girls just didn't play footy. It just wasn't a thing. So I kind of thought, you know, that was past me now. And to be able to pick up a footy at 27 years old and um, then be representing like your heritage is just, yeah, I just, I like little me would just be like so freaking happy. Happy. Little you would be that seven-year-old that asked for your like that asked for a photo and to tell you that you're their hero sort of thing. Yeah, exactly, and that's yeah that I'm like literally gonna cry just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, that's that's incredible. Um, and I guess on that note, one final question is: What advice would you give to any young girls who would love to, um, you know, get into rugby league and you know maybe play for Malta or you know their national heritage, etc. Yeah, 100%. I would just say, um, you know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. You can do anything if you set your mind to it. It's cliche, but, um, you know, it's something that I've always lived by, um, you know, injuries and things setting you back. But, you know, it's you've always just got to put your best foot forward and, and keep trying. And you want to, you know, be known as that person that never gives up. So, yeah, absolutely.